Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Book It Vince, the wrestling dream match podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Martin Bennett. And with me, as always, is Captain Charisma, Anthony Hall. <laughs> Captain Charisma is... I... I oh, thought I know this, this was one. gonna be a softball this <laughs> oh, week. I, oh, I, oh, I know this one. It's um, it's uh, Christian. Yes, it's Christian. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every week, I try to I introduce Anthony in a different way to try to make see if he can guess wrestling nicknames. Um, sometimes they're difficult, sometimes they're easy, and sometimes I still can't uh, get them. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm always terrible at getting them, so uh, that's one consistent thing that happens on the pod every week. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> Anthony, we have a special episode this week because it's a little bit different. Um, right. We've had some awesome guests in the past, but this time we have uh, a different type of guest who is here to talk to us about uh, f- fun new products within the wrestling world for collectors and uh and other fans out there um from upper deck sports we have billy celio here to talk to us about uh the aw trading cards welcome billy i'm wait oh there's not an applause i'm sorry no i'm just kidding it's not live <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> although i think if it was if it was live every single week there'd be we'd start getting booze for some of our bad jokes <laughs> yeah yeah um, no. i'm just joking <laughs> how's it going guys great to be here no thank yeah, you very yeah, much thank Billy, you for, for joining, joining us. us yes um so uh before we jump in to start talking to billy about the aw training cards and everything housekeeping of course if you enjoy what we do here at book events uh, please consider following the podcast, whatever platform you get your podcasts on. Come watch the video version on YouTube. Uh, and also uh, for the month of February, uh, we are still going to have our charity fundraiser link open for donations. Uh, at the end of January, we did a 24 hour charity stream raising money for F cancer. We raised over twenty seven hundred dollars. Uh, which was incredible and amazing. Um, and that link is still going to be live for people to do post donations. They'll go directly to F cancer. Um, so go check that out if you want to donate to a great cause. Um, but yeah, so AEW trading cards. Um, we are big fans. <laughs> That's the first yes. thing I'll say is that we are we are very <laughs> much big fans. Um, what is your position and role at Upper Deck specifically. All right, so I'm one of the senior product managers at Upper Deck. So basically my job is to kind of build the skeleton uh, for every, like the, the sets that I build. And what I mean is I figure out like how big the checklist is going to be, um, what type of people are going to be in there, what type of paper we use for the cards, what are the inserts going to be, are there going to wow. be autographs, is stuff's going to be hard signed, is it going to be memorabilia? Are we going to print stuff on metal? Are we going to put diamonds in cards? Are we get you know, all that sort of stuff. I have to kind of come up with a set. Like, what's the price? Like, I'm kind of given a price point, but, you know, trying to figure out, like, what value are people getting out of each pack of cards? So I kind of put all that stuff together. And then um, after I kind of get an approval from my, from my boss, I'll send it off to our costing our finance department, I fill out a costing form and they come back with 
here's the margin. Here's, you know, what we're making and everything. And if it, if it meets our standards, then, you know, then I do what's, uh, I do this brief where I write like a 20 to 40 page paper where every single like form of cards and insert and everything, I have to give like a detailed description. And in this meeting, you know, I, I draw stick figures. I can't, I don't design cards, right. you know? <laughs> so we've got our, you know, our head design person, we've got our pre-press, pre-press people who are in charge of like all the layouts. We have our, um, our coordinator who, you know, they'll know in detail, like all the the wrestlers or hockey players or basketball players, the foot, you know, they, they know, you know, their job is to know who these people are, even the, the superstars down to the, you know, the jobbers, they, they know who these people are. So right. they do the checklist. I have my legal department who, who uh, make sure like all my insert names that I use, you know, we can use cause we can't like copy names or inserts of maybe other card sets or, right. you know, even companies. Is there, um, it, with that, is there specific ones that, uh, so I, I will admit going into, uh, starting to collect the AW train cards, never really collected any sports cards. I'm more of like a gaming, like Pokemon okay. Yu-Gi-Oh collector. Um, yep. is the insert types and names specific to AW or is it common throughout upper deck? A little bit of both. A little okay. bit of both. So we have we have our like one of the inserts in the set is our canvas insert, which yes. is actually an insert that we use in in hockey, and it's a no brainer to use that in in a wrestling set because you know they they wrestle on the canvas. So that's one that came from sports. Now, you know we don't have in our hockey or other sets uh, an insert called top rope. Whoa, I right. went off there. Right. So, <laughs> so you know that's that's specific to wrestling. And and what's funny yeah. is. Um, and I'll, we might go into it later, but we've actually built five sets so far, uh, for the, you mentioned that to me total. in our conversations and, and I was blown away by ooh. that. And it's funny because I'm getting feedback from some of the insert names and they're kind of like, you know, um, we understand what you're talking about and the diehards will understand, but this is also for the common fan. Like I, I had a, an insert and I can probably mention it cause it's, it's not going in there, but. I called it Mark merch and it was like, uh. a it's like a t-shirt with the logos and stuff on it. And he's like, yeah, you know, we don't really, you know, we don't like to call people marks and stuff. And I'm just like, you know, marks know they're marks and right. you know, that, we that, do. it's almost like a badge <laughs> of honor sometimes, but I understand what they're saying. And so mm -hmm. like, there'll be insert names that, you know, I got a little too clever because it's just like, I kind of, you know, know a few things here and there and uh, I overthought it. So, you know, it's it's they are wrestling themed and we do even try to like we had the roads to success, yes. which was specific to Cody Rhodes. Um, what would have been really cool. But uh, we have um, we have an insert in our hockey cards called Young Guns and it's the rookie cards. And I'm like, wouldn't it be funny oh, okay. if we did the Young Gun designs, but call it Young Bucks and did an insert just on the Young Bucks. But we we kind of. Uh, tried to protect that young those young gun designs so right okay that that got shot down pretty quickly and i understand why but i like that would have been something kind of cool also That's so yeah cool. we we focus on a little bit of both nice um i guess my, one of my first questions really is we so we talked on the phone a bit before we were planning this uh when to record and everything and you had mentioned to me that um you are a big wrestling fan 
and that you were actually trying to get Upper Deck to do something wrestling related, but had no no expectation that it would end up being AEW. Yeah, um, I I've wanted to do a re- like I collected wrestling cards. I wanted to do a wrestling set for a long time. I I even joked. I'm like, let's get the glow license. You know, are, are they, is anybody doing that? And I was uh, just the TV show because that was popular a few years ago. And yeah, and I was like, let's 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 try for that. And we're always looking for new licenses. And uh, we had we had something going on with uh, with potentially an, another licensor, which ended up turning into AEW. And when we had the opportunity to get AEW, we we jumped on it. We we saw the potential. Oh, yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you what, AEW has just been an amazing license to work with. Like they get, they get it. They, they promote, you know, I don't, I don't see a lot of like promotion of cards the way that they've done it on their show. Like they'll, yeah. when, when we, when we put out the punk preview card, um, it was just like, I was telling our brand, I was telling our brand manager, I go, I think punk is, I'm pretty sure punk's going to be debuting tomorrow. I go, we should do a card. And he got on the phone immediately and, we had a card ready the next day and AEW was like ready to like, they were putting it on their show. Yeah. And they that's, were. you know, the, the fact that they were able to turn that around and you know, that's, that's advertisement. People pay for that kind of advertisement and they just put it out there and you know, yes, it, it does help their, it, it helps their brand, but you know, they're, they're doing that for us for free. Yeah, no, it was for, for punk Brian and Cole. Um, those preview cards were like, uh, I thought such a great idea of right as after they all debuted, it was, you know, to get you excited. And there had been talks about the set and I don't know if it had been delayed or anything like that. It kind of felt like that from the outside, but at the same time, like, uh, it just got us more excited, um, for what was eventually go, uh, coming in the future. Um, Anthony, do you have any? Yeah, <laughs> we immediately ordered them. So we, we have uh, <laughs> we have sets of uh, of Brian and Cole and Punk. So that that was like something that got us really, really excited, especially when we first heard that AEW was getting cards. We we're like, oh, man, we got to get in right from the ground floor and and get those first edition cards, because like, who knows where they could go and how they could develop over the years, especially seeing how sports cards have kind of come back uh, in a big, big way with uh, like just social media. And we're seeing like TikTok box breaks. We're seeing YouTube videos. We're seeing stuff on Twitter go crazy. And the value of cards is soaring like insane. But uh, what I wanted to ask is uh, how did you get started with collecting cards and your position at Upper Deck? And also we love your sweater that you're wearing. It's a letter Kenny sweater. You're on a Canadian podcast <laughs> representing a, a wonderful Canadian show that is littered with uh, wrestling references uh, because uh, Squirrely Dan, K-Trev, oh, yeah. shout out to K-Trev. He, uh, he loves wrestling and uh, they try their best to make those references in the beginning of the show. So that is so awesome. Well, the, the sad thing is I was supposed to, uh, I'm, I flew to Michigan uh, this weekend. I have family out here, but I was supposed to go to the Kalamazoo show today. And oh. it got postponed. So I, I still came into town to see, you know, see my family and they got postponed till May. So I'll, I'll be back in May and I'll be wearing the, I'll probably have the same. So I just bought, I actually bought Trevor's t-shirt, one of his t-shirts that he just posted on, 
online. I love it. He, I, I actually have a set waiting for him. I put a set together. So if I, I do like see him or whatever, I was going to give him one of our AEW sets because I know he's such a big fan. Oh, but, that's amazing. Um, I, you know, I started collecting um, very young age. I was probably, you know, six or seven. And, you know, uh, it, it, it started really, I, someone asked me this before. And I think I, I bought like a pack of cards because I wanted to get a Don Mattingly rookie card. And then uh, I started collecting like Return of the Jedi cards and um, and uh, Raider was it Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, like one of the Indiana Jones movies I think it was Temple of Doom um, started collecting those and then just started get collecting baseball cards and football like just everything and uh, it was it was something that I did because it was a way for my dad and I to do something together you know that's uh, awesome. It was, I wasn't, I wasn't the greatest child growing up. I was probably a headache for them because my sister was perfect and never got into trouble and uh, <laughs> I would get into trouble here and there. So um, it was kind of a way for, uh, for us to, to get along while uh, w- looking at cards and he collected the old stuff. I collected the new stuff, but uh, and we did card shows and, you know, I went on to college and then uh, after college, I kind of got back into it and, you know, I, uh, it, it's it's kind of who you know. I, I one of my friends from college, uh, she was uh, um, you know uh, with one of the guys that worked at Upper Deck, and we just started talking and hit it off. And then he's just like, "You should apply for a job here. Like you seem to know what's you seem to know cards. You seem to know markets and stuff." And uh, next thing I know, I'm I'm interviewing, and I, I got the job, and I've been there for about eight years now. That's awesome! That's amazing. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, Billy, what was the uh, first set that you worked on with Upper Deck? First set I worked on, the first set I built was Team, no pressure. It was Team Canada Juniors uh, uh, 2014. And it was Connor McDavid's first Upper Deck card is his 2014 Team Canada Juniors. So my first year of building cards was actually Connor McDavid's like rookie year. Like, uh, because Team Canada Juniors kind of came out first. And then like all the, all of his, like the 15, 16 sets, you know, I had a lot, I had a lot of help with my, uh, with my boss, you know, he kind of mentored me and, and taught me stuff, but yeah, I had at one point we, we hand pack, uh, the cup and I have a picture of us standing next to all the Connor McDavid rookie auto patches, just all spread out by number. And I'm sitting there thinking after like the, seeing the, some of the prices of these cards, like, I have a picture of me just standing in front of millions of dollars worth of cards, just Crazy. right there of, of one player of one player. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool though. Diving in deep right from the get go, I guess. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's so awesome. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious. Uh, when we were talking uh, on the phone, uh, when we were planning all this stuff and we were talking about uh, being wrestling fans and all that sort of stuff, um, you had told me very you gave me a little bit of taste of uh, your uh, uh, a, uh, WWE slash wrestling like Mark past and your adventures of going to shows and and getting autographs and all that sort of stuff. And I'm just I'm just curious, what is what is such a fond memory of you of like going to wrestling shows and uh, being a fan in like kind of the heyday of like the early two thousands. Well, we went to one, 
uh, a couple shows um, that really stand out. One was my first uh, ECW match that I went to at the oh, Lansing yeah. Civic Center. And uh, I tell the story and the guy that picked me up from the airport here, we, I was joking. I'm like, I've been telling this story to everybody. And we, we still just laugh about it. He's like, oh, when, when Jeff got tossed by the security guard, I'm like, yep. Uh, we were like <laughs> second row and it was Sabu versus uh, Bubba Ray. And they went over oh, the barricade. And when they went over the barricade, the security just cleared out like the front row and part of the second row. And the guy, my friend next to me, just got like leveled by the security, like to get pushed out of the way. And I'm just standing there. And so I have like my disposable camera and I'm like winding it and just taking pictures of Sambu, like lying on the ground and Bubba Ray. And this is cool. And then my same poor friend uh, later on in the uh, match after he was like, you know how sometimes things get thrown at the, the old ECW matches. Uh, he, he got pegged with a roll of quarters too. And I was like, at least I'm like, well, at least you got 10 bucks out of it. He goes, yep. no, I didn't. He goes, the guy next to me picked it up and took the roll of quarters after Aww. he got hit with it. And I was just like, well, sorry, buddy. That's amazing. And then we went to, uh, we did go to a WWE show. Um, uh, you know, I've been to a few, uh, locally before I started going to like the SummerSlam when I lived in Los Angeles and stuff. And, uh, you know, you get, there's taped segments. And uh, mm-hmm. so we're sitting outside the Breslin Center, uh, Michigan State's basketball stadium, and they had a, they had a show there. And we're watching, um, uh, who was it? It was Booker T. It was uh, Harlem Heat. Them trying to uh, open up a car door. Like it was locked. And so they're trying to tape this, and nobody could get the door open. And we're just kind of like watching, like, this is hilarious. Wow. And uh, and then we went in and I found out that Sako's birthday is had because it was my birthday that we went. Sako has the same birthday as I do. So I was kind of like happy about oh, that. Cool. Not that. That's anything to brag about. But they <laughs> oh, celebrated awesome. Sako's birthday and that was on mine. But, you know, I've, I've done when I moved to L.A., my uh, my roommate was a bit is a huge was a huge wrestling fan. That's what kind of got mm. me back into it after the Attitude Era. He had the encyclopedia. And his goal was to try to get as many autographs on this in the encyclopedia that he could. That's so crazy. We would, go, we would go to all the events. So we would go to access for, for SummerSlam and we had the system down. Like it was me and him. You weren't supposed to take pictures, but like when he was doing it, we'd be like, Hey, and then they'd like look up and I could get the picture. And then he'd like <laughs> slowly go down the line when he was done and he would do the same thing for me. Yeah. So I, I got like a bunch of pictures that way. But the coolest <laughs> thing was, his old roommate, the guy whose spot I took, was worked at the Staples Center, and so mm. we got to be seat fillers for SummerSlam for like three years in a row, and we never moved. We sat down in like the first twenty rows, uh, and uh, we got uh, to just sit there and watch the whole thing, and it was so much fun because I'm used to sitting up in the rafters when I go to these events. So, yeah, um, you know, to sit on those actual padded chairs and see. Maria Menounos or whatever uh, there and uh, other like kind of celebrities at the, at the events was kind of fun. Anthony's been a a seat filler before. Yeah, that's right. The the last time that SummerSlam was in Toronto, uh, a friend of ours uh, just like put out a big message into a bunch of uh, comedian group chats for wrestling and was like, Hey, we need uh, guys to come down for all of the shows on SummerSlam weekend. So I got to go to raw and SmackDown. And of course, SummerSlam, that was the SummerSlam that 
Bray Wyatt debuted the Fiend gimmick. So he was like walking down the Titan Tron with his like lantern that had his head uh, from his old gimmick and the, the mask and the music was like remix and it was so crazy. Uh, and I think like that is going to be like one of my favorite wrestling memories. It's just like everybody was silent and just so fixated on the entrance. And it was so, so cool. Uh, we only had to move around a few times, but by the night we had to watch SmackDown, I had lost my voice already. It was like, I, I was just yelling the entire time and the the producer for all the sea fillers was like, Hey, like you guys, when the faces come out, you've got to cheer. And when the heels come out, you've got to <laughs> boo and uh, buy a t-shirt. You know, you gotta be really in there and active. And I was like, all right, like let's, let's do it. I mean, like, I'd be doing that the, the anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, Billy, do you have a, do you have like a holy grail like item that like still from your like childhood collecting days or like young adult collecting days? Uh, is there an item that you have that like it will forever be something that you keep? You never want to sell uh, or maybe you already have sold it. I don't know. For wrestling? Um, just for sure, anything, yeah. honestly, oh. if you want to make a wrestling specific or if well. there's something hockey or football or whatever. I've got um, like I like I was saying, I collect autographs and it took about two years to complete. But I have a full um, Breaking Bad cast piece that's signed by everybody, signed by everybody. And the funny thing is, one of the nicest people was the last one. And it took an extra year just to get Jonathan Banks. And I'm at uh, (laughs) I'm at the SAG Awards and he come like. I'm just like, I got to get this guy, got to get this guy. You know, we're at the barricade and they're like, when they leave, like the after party from, from the SAG Awards, it was at the Shrine Auditorium. And I see, I see him and I'm like, Jonathan, can you please sign? Can you please sign? And he's just like, <laughs> your mother. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I go, you're the last one I need, please. He's like, I can't. There's cops there. They won't let me cross the street. I go, no, the cops are there to help you cross the street. Come on over. <laughs> and, uh, and he he was going to come over, but he was just razzing us. So right. he, fi- he finally comes over and he's like, all right. He's like, I'm only signing one. Because there's a lot of guys that have like stacks of photos. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. I'm only signing one. I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. Sign right here. And I'm done. <laughs> he yeah. signs it. And, uh, <laughs> And so I, I've, uh, and the thing is, it's like, they all signed in the perfect spot. They all, it, it just, it's gorgeous. Um, you know, I've, I've got some fun wrestling stuff. I've got some Alexa bliss cards that I like. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I joke like I, one time I just brought a stat. I had, a, I bring just a bunch of cards mm-hmm. and, uh, Nia Jackson knocked, knocked out 17 cards for me in about like a minute. I was just, she's, she's like, do you, when are you done? I go, I'm done when you're done. Like you can stop whenever you want. You can stop whenever you want. Yeah, yeah exactly. And she's just like, I'll sign two more. And then, she, then she's done. And I was just like, that's awesome. You now, I go, I go, you now have the record. I go, Alexa had the record at 12. I go, you now have the record at 17. She's like, that's all awesome. right, good. <laughs> that's really cool. No, I, yeah, uh, you, you told me on the phone before, like you would just, you would go to like a hobby store and just pick up cards and like, uh to a show that you're going and like try to grab ones that you of people that you know are going to be there and the hopes like oh you know even if you pull like a base card or something um 
then take that to the show and maybe you'll get signed or something. Um, and, and that I really was, love that idea. That was one of the important things uh, when I built this set, when I'm looking at the designs is I know what people, I mean, the, yes, you have your PC guys that just collect the cards and but I know there's people mm-hmm. out there that like to get these cards signed. And so I wanted to make sure that the design and the pictures and stuff were able, like you can sign the bottom of the card. There's a space on all the cards. Now it does have the UV. So you make sure you kind of rub it down, but they have like the canvas cards are really beautiful to sign. Like yeah. those, you don't have a problem with those, but I want it, I want it. And then the, the main features insert was another insert that I specifically made of some of the top wrestlers and stuff that you could get those cards signed too. Like that was, that was definitely, uh, in mind when 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 we're looking at the designs for these cards is can they get autographed it's also cool because like a lot of the people that have cards made especially in this first set uh are people who you know were indie people and never really had like a real trading card like i know that there's a lot of like indie sort of I don't know if you call them bootleg (laughs) ones that like they never agreed to or whatever or stuff like that. But like these are like their first real uh, trading card. And so, of course, they're going to love to sign them as well because it's something new and exciting. Yeah, definitely. um, I'm already starting to see on a lot of the, the line groups and the forums and stuff and Facebook pages, I'm starting to see some of these cards now signed by people. Someone just got something from T- through the mail. Like they mailed something to one of the wrestlers and they got it back. And uh, I think you know, someone, yeah. I think Darby, Al- Darby Allen just did some sort of appearance. And I've seen a bunch of pictures from that, like the last day or two. And people had got him to sign the cards also. I, th- I think, it w- I think it was Colt Cabana who put, put out there saying, if you pull any Colt Cabana cards, like send it to me and I'll sign them. I think, I think so. I don't remember. Oh, that's but- awesome. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it's really exciting. Um, I know that for us, um, our we haven't been able to pull a a, a, a signature card yet, sadly. Um, oh, we're waiting. We're waiting. We're, we're waiting. We've been cracking packs trying to get that autograph. Uh, we've got some really really amazing cards, but oh, when we get that autograph, uh, first edition, it's going to be a, a real great time for us. I, think, I hope it's not like you get the referee or something like that. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> um, but I guess uh, something to talk about the this first set. Um, what uh, excited you most about? Like, I, obviously, you said you've created like f- plans for five sets now. And I've already seen like behind the scenes footage from like ethan page's vlog and some other people's vlogs and stuff of like them doing their autographs and like uh getting ready for these next sets what was it about the first set that like you needed to make sure you nailed the need to make sure was in this first set um what to save for the next set like because there's so many wrestlers and there's only so many cards that you can have for a set Yeah. So like the next set, it just, I think we just released the solicitation for it is the, yeah, the, uh, the, the spectrum. spectrum. Um, that'll Look. have some guys that weren't in the first set um, right. and uh, vice versa. But, you know, the, and then the other sets down the road, will we've had more time now, more wrestlers have come. And as I said, AEW's done a great job 
with uh, with providing us with assets and and we get you know the signings with the with the wrestlers and everything. So, you know, we'll do our best to keep everything up to date. Now, like you had mentioned, unfortunately, this first set did get delayed. Uh, vendors right now are are just swamped. You know, all mm-hmm. these the, the, like you said, the card markets is booming right now, and companies are printing and uh covid kind of put a damper on things because a lot of some of these vendors had to shut down for a couple weeks uh at a time and then it just there's just a a huge backlog and and you're seeing it in all the sports you're seeing it from all the manufacturers and uh unfortunately like we would have loved that set to have come out earlier but uh you know it, it didn't so you know i wouldn't say that's why we made some of those preview cards and then we thought yeah. the set was going to come out. So we kind of stopped making the preview cards because we're wait- anticipating the set. Like I thought maybe it would have been cool to do a Ruby Soho, uh, you know, card, but yeah. it was just, it was just, you know, we thought the set was coming out. So mm-hmm. um, I will say one of the cool things that, uh, that we'll have also is kind of like, we have this thing called game dated moments with our sports. So we'll have like um, current, like, uh, pay-per-view cards that we'll, we'll print um to order um and you know they could be rare they could be they could be tens of thousands of them depending on how many people order the the cards but we we are going to try to kind of keep up to date using our game dated moments on our epac uh site but you know I, I will say like aew for this first set they were actually the ones that came up with the idea to put first edition on it which i uh, after thinking about it for like two seconds, so I was like, that's a great idea. You know, the, mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty involved with the, with the process. They have to, you know, approve everything before we put it out. We just can't like make wrestling cards and there'll be yeah. times where they'll say, Hey, you know, can you, can you put, uh, can you use, you know, uh, Darby Allen's new face paint on this card? Like this is a little outdated, you know, or right. can you do, you know, they, they're very, you know, they'll look at the pictures and they'll say, you know, can we, you change this up or they have a new costume now or a new. Yeah. There's, we've noticed a few things where it's like, I mean, wrestling business moves so quickly, like Mm -hmm. things change. Like, well, I mean, WWE this past year, uh, things change so quickly. So like Mm -hmm. there's things like, I, I, I guess that's kind of like maybe too inside of a question, but like things like, um, uh, it was little small things I've noticed, like all the Britt Baker cards are like Britt when she was kind of a face before she there. There are some heel ones, but there are like some face promo cards and stuff. And it's like or I guess the big one is that like uh, Big Swole is no longer with the company, but she has her card. Um, yeah. Is it is it tricky to have like these plans for these sets and then see something change and be like, oh, should do we? keep that in it do we uh pull that back like is there is there a struggle with with how the wrestling business changes so quickly or is it more well we should keep it because you know that happened we can't ignore that someone was with the company and is no longer with them here's here's the struggle is it takes about nine to to probably nine to 11 months to build these sets. Cause there's, if they were yeah. hard signed sets, it would take even longer. It might take about 12 months. Now, like that checklist isn't made on day one of the nine months. The checklist is made down the road, but then they have to get photos. They ha- it takes time for the color correction and all the photos. Cause uh, upper deck is known for their photography. Um, so 
you know, we, we want the, 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 the pictures to look nice and then it, it, it takes some time. So I would say maybe halfway through that process, you know, that's when the, the photos and everything are starting to, to come up and you might have a few, we might leave a few blanks for potential guys that are coming in. Like we, I think we had a blank uh, and we're able to, you know, get sting in there. Uh, I think mm-hmm. the last, actually the last person that was, that was added, I believe was uh, Miro. Um, he, he was one of the last, the last ones for that checklist. So if you want to know a time frame of when, you know, the checklist and everything was made to that, uh, Miro was the last guy, I believe that was, was in that checklist. So it's, it is difficult. Yes. And here's the other thing is, so that base set of cards is printed on this big, we call it a hundred up form. It's printed on a big form and there's a hundred cards on it and, you, you, it goes to the machine and the machine cuts it. And there's two types of way of cutting a card. There's one way where it just smashes down on all the, mm-hmm. you know, that's called a guillotine cut and it like just cuts everything and all the cards are in a stack. And that's yeah. what you do like for like, and then you can take that stack of cards and then get them num- like foil number them or put autographs on them. So that's a, a lot more expensive to do it that way than what it's called a slipstream cut where it just kind of cuts and sorts the cards and goes and cuts and sorts the cards and goes. Okay. So um, it would not, it, it would be tough from a, from a costing standpoint to cut those base cards. Cause there's thousands and thousands and thousands of those cards to yeah. cut it as the guillotine cut. So, you know, you, you saw it with, um, you know, Adam Cole had a few cards out this year, but he only has one AEW card out and he hasn't mm-hmm. been with the other, with the other program in quite some time. Um, it's, it's because like these cards were made, they probably were waiting, uh, to get printed and, you know, unfortunately it's going to happen. We, it's been very minimal in our first set, but we know down the road contracts are going to end. People are going to go someplace else. Maybe AEW, uh, wasn't what, you know, they wanted and now they want to go do family stuff or make movies or something like that. So, yeah. uh, we, we know down the road that it's, it's probably going to be, um, a little more difficult, but there might be inserts. Like I was saying that we can kind of cut it a certain way and the, the numbered sets or whatever. And then uh, we can kind of remove some people, but for the most part, it's, it's a tough thing to do. And, and, you know, our, our competitors uh, you know, as you saw, had a difficult time and, and we probably down the road, will have a difficult time with wrestlers coming and going. We just haven't had to deal with it yet because it's, it's brand new. Yeah. Anthony, do you have any questions? Mm, so I think you referenced it briefly. We have seen some uh, marketing and promotional materials for the uh, AEW Spectrum set. Uh, is there uh, a particular subset within that collection that you are uh, particularly proud of or really, really excited uh, for collectors and people to get to see if you can talk about it? The, 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 Insert that I'm most excited about. It's called Chair Shots, and uh, it's a metal Ooh. card. It's a metal card in the shape of a chair. So it's got rounded, you know, like the right. And it looks That's... like it looks like one of those chairs, like a Ooh. folded chair that you would get at a uh, at sitting in the first like ten rows or however many rows it is at one of the matches. And it has like the wrestler's face on it mm-hmm. and a big old Chair Shots call out. But I I got to actually have them in hand, and I was just like these are going to be sick like i spectrum has stuff that has not been done for wrestling cards yet um it's got the metal cards 
It's got uh, the diamond cards in there for the the diamond battle royale. I saw uh, I saw that one. Instead, yeah, which um, I'm pretty excited about. And those haven't been done in wrestling. Um, they tops beat me to turnbuckles. I was so excited because we got turnbuckles uh, from AEW, and I was gonna. I thought I was gonna get to make the first turnbuckle card, but uh, they 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 did that. But we have an array of we have banners and uh, and Matt and uh, Matt Curtin and barricade uh, banners and or covers and all that. They they get in tables and and uh, sticks and all that. Like they just they load us up with stuff and uh, we we cards. So but the metal cards they look really good. I'm I'm uh, pretty excited about it. I think I think the collectors will love it. I'm I'm really excited for the metal cards. I saw that announced. Yeah, that I thought that's because awesome. I saw I, I've been you know following uh, the upper deck socials very closely because um, uh, you guys retweet and share uh, anybody who posts really awesome cards and and stuff and and the printing plates. Uh, the printing plates have been so cool to see, and I thought that was such a great idea. Um, because it's that one of a kind and you find yep. that it's like, that's, that's, that's just money. That's just, it's just such a cool thing. Um, so I've loved that. And so, yeah, I'm really excited to see what the, the next set brings them. And even just the new products, uh, we have not been able to find blasters yet, but, uh, seeing, see, I don't know if it's just a Canadian thing, maybe, <laughs> but seeing a lot of people getting to open them and everything and, and, um, it, that's really exciting. I, I enjoy getting to see people, uh, open and, and, and their excitement, uh, for it, which is really, really cool. Um, I guess, uh, one of the last questions that we'll ask about the AEW card specifically, um, I guess would just be, um, for, for me, I'm curious about, you know, uh, what, from this first set or what was something from this first set that you really wanted to push forward? And was there any goals that you are really excited that you got to hit, especially as a fan um, and things that you don't have to talk about what you hope for for the future, obviously spoiling uh, future sets, but like, why is this really exciting, especially for a brand, a, a, a brand new wrestling company? I mean, not new anymore, but you know, uh, newer and a new set, uh, new cards, all that sort of stuff. What, 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 what were you excited about that you're now so proud of? So I wasn't, I mean, I collect, I didn't work for upper deck in 1989 when they first came out and they broke the mold of trading cards. They really, they really did. They had this crazy, like this paper, this hologram thing on the back and all this, like, I mean, it was something different. And packs were, you know, different. It wasn't like 25 cents. You know, you paid a couple bucks to get these these cards. Like, and, and it felt like you were getting something nicer. And uh, I'm going to be honest. I was a little skeptical uh, and afraid to technically break the mold, break, break the cookie cutter uh, of what people are expecting from a box of wrestling cards. You know, you buy a box of wrestling cards, hobby box, you're usually expecting to get an autograph and some sort of Matt Relic or memorabilia. You're going to get, uh, you know, pretty close to a base set. There's going to be maybe one or two insert like sets that you kind of can go after and that's it. And, um, you know, it, it was really, um, 
you know, our higher ups there, just like, you know what? Uh, I, we want to bring back the value of, of autographs. We want to bring back the value of memorabilia because a lot of these, a lot of these, if you're getting an autograph a box and it, it's the same, I don't want to say it's, it, it is, it's kind of like the same signers set after set after set. You know, they mix it up. There's different, there's new people that come and people that leave and they do a good job of finding that new like legend that, that, that can help uh, drive sales. Um, but <clears throat> it's just, there are, there are elite wrestlers whose autographs can go for like five bucks, five, 10 bucks. And it just doesn't make sense. So, um, yeah, when people saw our, our, uh, a solicitation and saw that you only get an autograph one every four boxes. We, you know, I, I was on the forums. I read what people were saying and they were blasting us. They're like, why are you doing this? It's, you know, it's already been put out there for you how to do this. Well, upper deck doesn't necessarily follow everybody else's yeah. rules of how they make cards. And so um, to be able to kind of say, you know, I was one of the people that. Uh, you know, I was one of, I'm not the only one to, but to kind of start that new trend uh, of what wrestling cards can be um, is, is kind of cool. And uh, you know, you're seeing, man, I saw like a top 10 uh, sales for autographs and they're like the, the, the lowest one was like uh, like 700 bucks. And there were a couple that sold for like a couple thousand dollars or $1,500 wow. or something. That's just, that's just amazing. And, and, uh, and they're, they're sticker autographs, which, you know, is what we had to do, uh, for this set. And we're yeah. trying to find ways to, uh, to get hard signed, uh, content into the products. And, uh, you might see some of that in the future, but, um, the fact and this isn't, this isn't undisputed. This isn't like a, a, uh, you know, or, uh, was it trend? They don't do transcendent. What's the, what's the big one where you get this, the ticket to WrestleMania and all that other stuff. Oh. Uh, it's, it, it's not that where these cards yeah, are like right. numbered super low. Like th some of them are numbered. Yeah. But some of these are just regular cards with the, with the autographs and, and the consumers have loved it. And uh, you know, you're seeing value again on wrestling cards and that's mm -hmm. great to see. I, we, uh, we did a stream on our Twitch channel um, of opening our first box. And uh, we were so excited just to see what, because we had seen pictures and everything. We were just excited to see the different types, what they look like, what the pictures look like, what they feel like. Um, that video should be up before this podcast comes out. Um, and in our first pack was our big hit. Like it was kind of we just opened up the box. We didn't shuffle the packs. We didn't do anything. I pulled out the first pack. I opened it and it had a uh, green main features of Sting. It had nice. a uh, it had uh, it had a uh, fireworks um, hollow. I forget of who, which one. And it had a uh, Ortiz memorabilia. And nice. we were we were just like. This is insane. Yeah. Like we were like, like this. I was like, it can't be like this. There's no way. It was yeah. just the fact that we open it and we're, we're like, this feels like this feels like a lot. In this. <laughs> yeah. And then and then I just looked at the I saw the side profile. I was like, we got a memorabilia. That's what? Um, and then it was just fun getting to see all the other stuff. And like, even you know, 
maybe to some people like higher end collectors who you know aren't you know they're looking for the big hits but like even the fireworks um uh hollows like i we have two i think i think it's only two i have them right here actually yeah we have a darby and a sammy uh magazine of uh dynamite sorry not yeah dynamite uh, hollow the red ones and we we saw those and we're like this is so cool they look so like it's really crisp um and we were just so excited about like all the different looks and all the different um types and everything and and even even like just seeing the base set all together just all looks so clean um so we really think that you guys knocked it out of the park with this with this first set honestly yeah there's 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 a lot of simple technology that just hasn't been used for wrestling cards. And I never understood why. And, uh, like you were saying it, the, 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 um, it, it, the pyros and the, um, and the, uh, the dynamites, the, those were, you know, not really cool patterns. And then, uh, you know, we have shadow box cards in there. I don't know if you've pulled one of those, the Wednesday no. in action. Um, one day. <laughs> no, not yet. I mean, I've never seen I've never seen a shadow box card in, in a wrestling product. So we just mm-hmm. wanted to bring some new technology and and just spice it up a bit because uh, I I think it's been getting a little stale uh, to be honest. Yeah. So and then even having like even having numbered cards feels really because I've 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 then started following um, through our accounts people who are specifically collecting this or are wrestling card collectors all together and and seeing then people who are like gravitating towards it in the same way that they would sports cards where it's like you find your favorites and you want to collect all of your favorite wrestler you know whether it's jungle boy whether it's cody um whether it's uh uh chris statlander like finding your favorites and 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 picking them out specifically um or just excited that you're getting a card like in our in our second box that we opened, uh, we got a what is it? A two out of ten high gloss uh, tag oh. team card. Nice. And we w- at first we were like, oh, cool. Oh, wow. This is really cool. And then the f- f- closer we looked at, we we're like, this is two of ten. That's crazy to think about. There's only ten of these cards. Yeah. Um, but and and I've said this on our streams and in our openings. I think what also is really exciting about this is like I'm very used to Pokemon um, where it's like it's 10 cards. Only one of them is going to matter in retrospect because it's all commons on commons. But then there's a rare and that rare could be just a regular hollow or it could be a crazy alt art secret rare that is like a one in 2000, 3000 chance to pull. But in these packs, you could get anything. And that's what makes it just so exciting to open is like, yeah, there might be a pack where you get mostly base and then a and then a gold parallel and then maybe like a um, something more exciting or like a canvas or a or a, a, a roads or a top, a top rope. Um, but then you could get a God pack and that's just the ultimate <laughs> feeling. It's so fun. Um but yeah, we we were uh, I, I do have one quick question before we move on to talking about some dream matches and stuff like that is I did. So I am a regular viewer of Ethan Page's vlog and there was a behind the scenes on one of his vlogs where uh, him and a bunch of other wrestlers were doing uh, autograph signings, uh, signing stickers for uh, the trading cards. Um, and what him and I believe Dante Martin did 
was they made one specific signature different than all the others. And I think they had like a star or something to it to make like one unique. I don't know if you know anything about this, but would I was curious when I saw that and then seeing um, the cards come out, would they through quality control see that and then go, we're not going to use that one because it's different than all the others? Or would that be able to go through? And then that's like a super special autograph that is one of a kind. No, it, it would, it is, as long as it's, it looks like his name, that'd be fine. Like we have, um, we have a chasing Amy set that hopefully will come out someday. We've been sitting on it for a while, but you know, we got wow. Ben Affleck, to, we got Ben Affleck to sign for it. And <laughs> if you crazy. look at all, it's like 10 different, uh, 10 different signatures. They actually like, they sent me pictures of it and they're like, Billy, can we use these? I go, yeah. I go, he has like his really nice signature. He has this, B signature. He has, you know, his B, you know, he, he has a bunch and he was just, he was just going down and, and signing stuff. And uh, yeah, it, a, a little star or something like that. That's, that's, I mean, if it's not, it's not, he's drawing like uh, inappropriate stuff on there yeah, or inappropriate words. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely use it. And uh, that's really yeah, maybe cool. It's like, that, maybe it's like that Taylor Swift CD that someone wrote lyrics on or whatever, and then sells for like $10,000 or however yeah. much on eBay or whatever. You never know. No, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, like speaking on that, I know, I know on like the major wrestling figure podcast with uh, Myers and Cardona, uh, they've talked about trying to get uh, signatures from people. And there's some people who just never do the same signature twice. And it's really hard for the fig uh, collectors because they're trying to get these perfectly packaged uh, figures. And it's trying to f- suss out if someone has a real signature from like the rock or someone else. And it's like, you can't tell because they're all different. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um, Billy, who has the uh, prettiest signature in AEW oh, that you've seen thus far? That's a good one. The prettiest, the prettiest auto. Yeah. The, the, oh, from a, 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 a collector's standpoint, when you look at it, you're like, oh, that's that's a nice one. <laughs> I haven't I haven't gotten to see many of them. I mean, I mean uh, Britt, did, Britt signed her full name and then put uh, even put a little tagline on there, too, which was nice. Um, I don't know if you've seen the video, but a hook, it says H. Oh, good job there. I know there's, there's some guys that, you know, it's, it's the, you know, it's unfortunate. Like some of these, some of these older athletes and whatnot, they, they sign gorgeous, you know, Stone mm-hmm. Cold Steve Austin has an amazing signature. If you get like his full signature, oh, I've never seen it. That's really cool. And, I'm going to have to look that up. And, uh, but, um, you know, it's, a lot of these recently because they're having to sign so much stuff. Sometimes they just get down to the initials and it's mm. a bummer, but it, it's still signed by them. But I, unfortunately I, I wasn't there for any of the signings. I, mm. I don't get to do the fun stuff. Um, so I, I haven't the ones I've seen are basically the ones you've seen on, online also. So, uh, but I, I have seen Britt Baker's cause whenever anyone gets one, they, they post it up and oh, yeah. she's, she's got a, she's got a nice one. It's, it's not, it's not super girly or anything like that, but it's a full Brit Baker, you know, uh, on there. So that's always nice. No, they're, they're really, really, really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can pull one <laughs> when we do. One we'll day. be, we'll be going crazy for sure. Yeah. Um, when we get those blasters, we're gonna, we're gonna rip a bunch on stream and, oh, uh, yeah, you know, for sure. I, hope, I hope we get one. <laughs> 
Um, so normally on the podcast, we do dream matches. Um, and uh, instead of doing a full dream booking for this episode, uh, because you are a fan, uh, we figured let's just throw out some fun dream matches or bookings that you would really love to see, whether it's just for a quick thing, we just kind of run through it really, really quickly. But like, is do you have a dream match of like two wrestlers could be from any era, could be from any company that you if, if you suddenly heard that they were facing off against each other, you would immediately buy a ticket. A match I would love to see. And maybe I'm just giving love to the short people. But um, I think a great match, even the buildup, even even the, you know, the shoots, the, the talking and everything. I think AJ Lee and Alexa Bliss would just be a fantastic match. And I'm sitting there. They like they both have, you know, you got the the, the twisted bliss and mm-hmm. then but you also have the, you know, the um, the uh, the diving cross spot, you know, like they both have some similar moves. Yes. I would love to see. I would love to see like at the end, like uh, AJ going for the Black Widow and then uh, and Bliss then doing her whole fake double jointed like thing where oh, they yeah. think that she's injured and stuff and then comes back and, uh, you know, and wins. But they, they have uh, th- there's they're similar yet. They're different. And I, I think just it would be so entertaining. They, they both were great entertainers. And yes. uh, I, I think Bliss is one of the most talented, uh, you know, uh, females on the mic. And I, th- you yeah, know, I agree. And, I, you know, a- AJ was great, too. So that, that would be my dream match. That immediately makes me think of like. Uh, I, I don't I don't know how I, it, it, it would be like a great frenemies and a uh like feud where it's there because they are very similar um just in terms of like the twisted nature of like aj like aj was so great at playing that character of the like uh mean girl essentially um and her own version of it and alexa does the same thing or, or did the same thing with the goddess character so that would be interesting of like that frenemy sort of um they're best friends, but they secretly really hate each other. Um, and that leads to like a whole match. Like it merely thinks me, it makes me think of like Mickey uh, and uh, uh, Trish. Obviously that was like the um, uh, obsessed fangirl version, yeah. but like at the same, like at the same time, like that sort of like uh story of uh like secretly really just hating each other's guts, but like working together so well as like a tag team. And then finally one of them turns on the other or they turn on each other at the same time or something like that. And then you just get this like, uh, kind of like high, (laughs) high school bullying sort of thing of stabbing each other in the back at every turn. That'd be really cool. Yeah. And I also really love that Alexa bliss, uh, has really gone into all of her different repackages and rebrands. Like she's very committed to all of those characters. So seeing possibly AJ Lee attempt to do a big shift in character for a feud with Alexa bliss, like maybe this doll, uh, 
the the gimmick of 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 Lily can she could possess AJ Lee at a point in time, and we could see like a program with a possessed AJ Lee versus an Alexa Bliss that is more grounded and back to normal would be insane to me, and just kind of like centering a storyline around this supernatural element is something I think the WWE would do, uh, but it would be really fun to see AJ Lee, who tr- traditionally has a more grounded character and gimmick kind of try to jump into something that is a bit more bizarre. And then I, I think another one, I, I had two, I, I thought of two when I, when you guys asked me, um, I think another one and I'll go back. This one kind of goes back a little bit. Um, but I think just the, the arrogance of both of these guys, it would just kind of be fun to watch. And that would be Mr. Perfect and RVD against each other. I think that would, that would be, pretty fun to watch and it's just very technical and everything, but I just, I think it would be uh, a great entertaining match for sure. Oh yeah, D- definitely. I love when you get, uh, I love when you get matches of people who have mixed styles. Cause I think it's such an interesting dynamic of like what, like uh, they did it recently in AEW of uh, uh, Paros Hobbs and Dante Martin where it's, you know, uh, one is trying to ground the other for the entire time and the other is just trying to get a combination and to start doing, you know, his high fly moves and his, and his, and the spectacle and everything. But then Hobbs just buries them um, and, and just uh, keeps him down from being able to do, have any advantage. And like Mr. Perfect is, is, in my opinion, one of the best like heart. Brett is the best technician. But yeah. like perfect was just so great at a combination of character and tech technical wrestling. Um, and RVD is a, a larger than life character, um, but it can do all these incredible moves and 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 athletics and uh, acrobatics. That would be really cool. And yeah, they're both. I mean, maybe nowadays more so RVD's <laughs> smug. But uh, I, rem- I remember when I w- when I was really into wrestling uh, in high school and RVD was like uh, he was the man. And like, uh, uh, yeah, it, I could see you could see it start to build, but it's the confidence and they're both very confident men. Yeah, um, that would be cool. It'd be interesting to see what that storyline would have been. Um possibly a best in the world rivalry sort of thing. Like we are seeing a lot now with certain people. Um, that would be quite interesting if it was a King of the ring tournament. Um, mm. That would be quite interesting as well. Um, going to like a rubber match and Iron Man. That'd be really, that'd be really sick. Yeah. It'd also be cool to have Mr. Perfect kind of be on the tail end of his career and have RVD come in and he's kind of this aloof kind of uh, free spirit who takes like these very insane risks in the ring and kind of like is failing upwards as this man who has tried to uh, craft the ideal career and the and he's the ideal ring technician he's slowly losing these opportunities as this young kid is just doing the dumbest things hitting the biggest moves and getting all of the fanfare and having someone slowly sour just based on seeing that new person take away their shine is something that would be really interesting 
and seeing RVD hit a rolling thunder on Mr. Perfect with a chair is would be a beautiful. It'd be funny. <laughs> it'd be funny to see Mr. Perfect actually do like a did. I can't remember if Mr. Perfect ever did like a hardcore match. I can't remember. That'd be really cool, though. Yeah. Jeez. So much potential. Seeing some seeing some modern gimmicks with classic wrestlers would just automatically be like an instant sellout. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, Billy, do you have uh, I mean, it's a very simple question, but do you have a favorite wrestler? Is there someone that's like your my, like, the, my well, there's favorite though, wrestler? That, there's that question of like, who's your Mount Rushmore mm. of wrestlers? My favorite wrestler. And it, it was just it was growing up and I'll always answer the same answer, even though I probably like followed other wrestlers. My favorite wrestler was JYD growing up. I still have the little plastic toy with still with the chain and everything. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I was a big JYD fan uh, growing up. And then, uh, you know, you kind of like you follow people um, throughout their careers. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but I just I like it all. I, 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 I'm not really like I'm more of when, when this set came out for I, I'm more of the set collector. I'm not necessarily the, uh, the, um, PC guy, to be honest with you. Um, there, there are wrestlers that I, that I do like that are nice. There are wrestlers that I've met that uh, have been a complete turnoff to me. And Mm. I, I'm not that interested in, in, in seeing them, uh, again. Um, but, uh, you know, Virgil's still going to be at that table. I'm telling, no, just kidding. (laughs) 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 But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's some of the, uh, like back in the day, I, I remember I was excited to meet, uh, for the first time, like Kelly Kelly was, was, I was just like, that was really cool. And the, this is like the summer slams when I would go in LA. So we were excited. The Bella twins were cool. Uh, Alexa bliss. And I'm, I'm liking, I'm, I'm liking everything they're doing with, with Britt Baker. I do like Cody Rhodes. I've met him and talked to him a couple of times when I was, when I was marking out and he actually sat and talked, I'm not going to say we sat and talked for like 10 minutes or anything, but you know, we had uh, a quick conversation about the industry and he was really cool. And, you know, that's one of the things I'm excited about working with AEW is because I've, you know, met a couple of these guys and I really, you know, liked everything they had to say. So I was, I was kind of excited when they started the company, um, you know, and then just, just watching the, the guy, watching the wrestling in AEW is just, it's another level right now. It's Mm that they're putting on wrestling matches as opposed to just all the drama. And then, uh, Goldberg goes out there and spears someone and the, and the match is over. And it's just like, okay, that I'm, I mean, I'm seeing stuff. I haven't, I haven't seen off of two ladders and this and that. It's just been, it's been insane. And props yeah. to props to AEW. I I'm, I'm so excited to be with this licensor. Yeah, no, it it's we, every week we, every podcast episode we at one point say how much we love AEW, even if we're booking a <laughs> solely wwe feud but it's just it feels fresh and like yeah. that's that's really what it comes down to is is a, is a fresh feeling and like that was what excited us about the cards especially was um it, it was something new to get into it was something exciting um i've occasionally wanted to try to get into uh uh collecting the wwe cards but i just felt it was such a vast catalog that's like i really don't know i'm not up to date with it i don't really understand it it feels like such a big thing to get into but this is a fresh start 
and it's really exciting to like like jump in and see everything probably never going to be able to collect everything but that's okay <laughs> um, we'll try our it, best we'll try our best <laughs> but it's just it's just so fun and fresh and that's what makes it exciting um and yeah like we said we're really pumped about the new sets we're pumped to continue opening these um uh this first edition set and uh seeing what epic cards that we can pull and and it's awesome seeing the community pull them as well um hmm. and everybody's sharing it and everybody's really excited for everybody too like that's another cool thing that i've seen on twitter and i've seen on instagram is like people pulling epic autographs or memorabilia or any card and sharing their favorites and people are in the comments and sh and sharing it being like good for you like uh, that's awesome for you i'm really excited for you and uh because just like wrestling fandoms and stuff can get toxic but it's great to oh, see yeah. that the that the aw like trading card fans so far have all been really really positive with each other which is awesome to see yep yeah we're really celebrating everybody's polls and it's been really really nice to have all of this uh, social media stuff to share all of the different cards in the set that we might not see uh, and and seeing a lot of like really detailed photography of these cards, uh, especially the numbered ones, uh, really made us excited to just continue to rip packs and to build our collection as well. Uh, and that and it's so funny when you're talking about AEW and you mentioned uh, the ladder and ladder uh, two ladder cutter. I'm like, oh, that's a uh, like a Wednesday night in action card. That's a top rope card <laughs> waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. Just mm -hmm. being able to be able to visualize these like sensational spots and moves um, being immortalized in cards is uh, very, very exciting for us. Oh, for sure. Um, well, Billy, thank you very much for joining us. As always, we close out our episodes with uh, a match recommendation. And we always love to hear what our guests would recommend to our listeners or watchers. So is there a match that you have that is like either something right now that you're excited about your favorite match of all time or is something that you have to recommend to people to see to either get into wrestling, uh, understand your love of wrestling um, or is just something that's just an instant classic. So I, I mean, I've said this before. I'm from Michigan, and uh, Detroit WrestleMania three. You know, it, it's I, I, I know a lot of people probably say this, but you know, Hogan and Andre. That wasn't just a wrestling match. That was an event. That was mm -hmm. the Super Bowl. That was that match was in the news, just like the regular news the next day. You know, that wasn't just, you know, oh, you know, we got this big event and like we just had, um, you know, we just we just had uh, the uh, the not survivors. Why am I drawing a blank? You, ju you just had, you know, a big uh, pay-per-view and yes. you don't you didn't see it oh, all Royal over Rumble. the place. Royal Rumble. Thank you. Yeah. You didn't see it all over the place, the, maybe because Ronda came back and, and whatever you, you saw oh, Ronda Rousey's back. But. No, this was like headline news. Uh, Hulk Hogan slams Andre the Giant. And, you know, it, it, it was just and I was, you know, a younger kid there. So I was I was watching the cartoon. I watched the, you know, watching them with Goonie, with the Goonies and singing with Cindy Lauper, all that stuff. 
So that was just such an iconic moment and something that really just, that's what kickstarted, you know, wrestling for uh, a lot of people my age and, you know, I mean, me personally, and it really kind of kickstarted wrestling too. Like it was, it was fun, but man, that was, a, that was a national, if not worldwide event. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's a moment that you can kind of men like, you don't even have to be a wrestling fan to know that moment. It's kind of ingrained into pop culture at this point, which yeah. is exciting. And also as much as I will admit, like as much as we love like wrestling matches and the wrestling and AEW's great at it right now with like the quality of the matches and stuff, but you can't fault that WWE has had moments and like those moments stand out. Like it's like Hogan and the rock stare down at WrestleMania. Like that is a moment. Um, Mankind and the and undertaker. Yeah. Going mm-hmm. through the going, uh, the throwing him the off cake. the cell. Yep. Yep. Like there, it's just, there are moments and that it will stick in people's minds forever. And yeah, uh, Hogan and Andre just, that is the epitome of classic wrestling moments. Uh, so yeah, great, great suggestion for sure. Especially if you're a newer wrestling fan or if, uh, if you don't know too much of golden era or classic wrestling, it's like, you might know this moment, but you should watch the match because that just makes it even better leading up to it. Um, yeah, no, a great suggestion. Uh, well, that's going to do it for this episode of book events. Billy, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. I had a blast and, uh, you know, it, hopefully, uh, I think they just announced in, uh, they, they changed the date for the, uh, Toronto expo to, to June. But if you guys are, I'm sure there's going to be people with wrestling cards. If you guys are in Toronto, um, I'll, hopefully I'll be out in, uh, in Toronto, uh, in for the, for the no spring expo, the spring expo that they have. So, uh, that would be exciting. Feel free to stop by the upper deck booth. I'd love to, you know, have a chat for sure. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be awesome. Amazing. That'd be yeah. really, really cool. Um, is there anything that you want to promote? I don't know if uh, usually the people that we have promote their own stuff, but I assume that you'll probably just promote the upper deck stuff. So, of course, <laughs> <laughs> follow me. Follow my TikTok. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, no, um, I, I will say so. You guys, you guys have been. Uh, you know, you've got a taste of the hobby boxes and blasters are finally coming out. And I know it's, it might be tough for you guys right now to even find the blasters. I'd say probably in uh, a month or two, or uh, you're going to see AEW on EPAC. And that's uh, yeah. where you can go on there and, and you can be sitting, uh, you know, lying down in your bed. You can get packs of cards and there's physical attributes to these cards. It's not just, um, you know, it's not just like a digital app. Like the base cards are digital, but what you can do is you can stack the base cards to uh, then get a physical rare parallel that's only EPAC exclusive. And what EPAC also does, it, it creates a great trading market for everybody and a great trading community. So if you have a PC guy, you can kind of trade base cards with base cards and get that parallel. And then the, all the inserts, they're all physical cards, the autographs, the memorabilia. And then all you do is you transfer that stuff over to checkoutmycards.com, com C, and then they can mail those cards to you. So um, if you haven't been able to get uh, any hobby boxes, if you haven't gotten those blasters, 
probably in about a month or two, uh, it'll be out on EPAC. And so be on the lookout. It's upperdeckepac.com that you'll be able to do it and set yourself up on an account. You know, um, if you have like, that's how you got the CM Punk card and the, you know, Adam, like that's, so it's the same website and then you can buy packs of AEW here pretty soon. So um, be on the lookout for that uh, in the future and then get ready for uh, Spectrum, hopefully uh, in the summer. That's Ooh. that's really exciting. And yeah, I da- I dabbled looking into that because I as soon as I started looking into more, I saw, OK, this. Yeah, this EPAC thing and that it can turn into physical cards is really exciting instead of just this, you know, digital um, exclusive yeah. or something like that. Like, that's really exciting. And the fact that there are exclusives to that makes it even more interesting and uh and and the potential there is really interesting um so yeah go uh, of course go check that out and of course follow upper deck sports on all the social media um because not only have we been seeing updates as well but they also uh, especially on twitter share tons of fan stuff which is really really cool and not just wrestling other sports as well but um, yeah, the social interaction has been awesome on, uh, uh, the social team doing a great job. Uh, <laughs> um, you can follow, of course, everything that we do here at unknown error, uh, by checking us out online at UE underscore films. You can follow myself personally on Twitter, or Instagram at Barton underscore minute. You can follow Mr. Anthony Hall at Hall and jokes on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at book at Vince pod. Thank you again, Billy. Uh, and shoot huge shout out to upper deck um, for, mm-hmm. uh, for this episode and for uh, everything they've done with us so far. Um, and of course, go watch some wrestling. We'll check you out in the next episode. Keep being excellent.